Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. Not only have I been the owner of Mint Mobile for the last few years, I've also been a customer. I don't know if you knew this, but anyone can get the same premium wireless for $15 a month plan that I've been enjoying. It's not just for celebrities, so do like I did and have one of your assistant's assistants switch you to Mint Mobile today. I'm told it's super easy to do at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. And they were able to open up about like feeling undervalued and never being seen. And it was just so beautiful to watch them have these conversations and provide each other with empathy and validation, right? But we really had to bring it back. We really had to bring it back to where it started. And once we were able to bring it back to where it started, they were able to give each other grace. girl, imagine a life where you feel supported, connected, and understood. I get it. Being a mom is hard, especially when you're spinning so many plates. We exhaust ourselves trying to create the perfect life for our family. 
You deserve to enjoy your family without the stress perfectionism brings. On this podcast, I provide practical and relatable life experiences. I teach women quick and easy to use strategies to help them reclaim their identity, reignite their marriage, and enjoy their children. If you're ready to be challenged, then pull up a chair, grab a pen and paper, because it's about to go down. I'm Veronica Cisneros, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Hey ladies, my name is Veronica Cisneros. I'm your host. So these next couple of weeks, I'm totally going to be covering some of the questions that you've been asking me involving your current struggle in your marriage. So this beautiful young lady says, I'd love it if you could talk about how to deal with a negative partner and how I cannot let his mood influence my day. I get very wrapped up in his energy and sometimes it sucks my happiness away. The best advice I've heard from you has already helped. You said something about you don't need permission for anyone to have a good day. And that's already helped a lot. So I can understand when you're dealing with a negative husband, it is very, very difficult for you to really just enjoy life. A good amount of us struggle because we want our partners to be happy. We want our husbands to experience this joyous life. And if they're not experiencing it, a good amount of times, their mood will determine our mood. Have you ever noticed that? Where you're in a really, really good mood and then your husband walks in and is just grumpy and then just starts, he starts on the kids and he starts yelling. He starts picking at things. He starts pointing out the things that are not done or even worse. He just complains. He complains about how his day's been. He complains about his coworkers. He complains about his current struggles and the things he wants to do, but just because life is the way life is, he just can't get one foot ahead of the other. But there's just constant blaming. Not once ever taking responsibility or ownership, but just being in this constant state of anger. What's even worse, there's times you look at him, you wonder if he's happy. You just sit there and you look over and ask yourself, is it me? Is it because I'm not making him happy? It can't be the kids. It has to be me. And so there you go, trying to do whatever you can to make him happy. You compromise yourself. You even lose yourself in it. Trying to do whatever you can to make him happy. Who else can we blame? Well, I'm here to tell you that it's not you. It's not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you're pitch perfect. None of us are. But I, what I am here to tell you is his happiness is not is not a reflection of your identity. Let me repeat that. His happiness is not a reflection of your identity or your self-worth. So a couple questions to ask yourself. Identify why this triggers you so much. What is it about his negativity that triggers you? Let me ask you a question. 
a good amount of us struggle because we see our, again, we see our partner unhappy and it's like, okay, what do I need to do? What do I need to say? How do I need to act so I don't poke the bear? What do I need to do so he enjoys himself? We're all out. We're all here together. We're all out on this hike or we're all here at this dinner. I don't want him to yell. I don't want to deal with his negativity. I for damn sure don't want him to start criticizing or being passive aggressive with the waiter because the last time he did it, it was just embarrassing and awful and it ruins the mood for all of us. So what do I need to do? When somebody has a negative outlook on life, right? It might come from being highly criticized or having high expectations placed on us as a child. Your husband might be struggling with not only low self-esteem, but also fear of being judged or constantly assessed or evaluated. A good rule of thumb is to ask him, what was it like growing up? How were you celebrated? What were the expectations placed on you? What was it like when maybe grades came in? And this is you just getting to know your husband. But at the same time, you're also developing this understanding of what happened. What happened? And ladies, I'm going to tell you right now, this isn't so you have a therapy session with him and try to fix him. Not at all. You're getting an idea of where this came from. And that's really important. And it's important because it's important. It's important because it's important. It's important because... We don't want you to go into personalizing what his experience is. And so if you find yourself, you know, constantly feeling as if this is you or, or placing the blame game on you, I want you to kind of be, I don't want you to be a detective, but I want you to be, I want you to be curious. You know, um, when, when, he, when he played sports, who was there? Who wasn't there? What is his mom like? Is his mom judgmental with you? Is his mom judgmental with other people? What was dad like? You know, do you see dad celebrating him? Does dad celebrate you? Does dad celebrate his wife? What is he like? With, what are they like with the grandkids? A general rule of thumb is to just kind of step back, right? And take on this role of the observer. And I mention that role a lot in my podcasts. But I want you to take the role of the observer. We're just kind of looking, just having this conversation with your partner. And you're just listening. You're listening and you're paying attention, right, to what he's saying. You're paying attention to maybe how other people behave around him. One other thing to look at is how do people view him? Does he have a lot of friends? Does he have no friends? Does he put on a fake persona when he's around them? This will give you a good idea of the possibility of him being fearful of being ridiculed, fearful of being judged, right? So those are the things we want to keep in mind. And again, this isn't so you can fix him. You're just paying attention. And you're developing this understanding of where this came from. Another good step is to ask yourself, Am I personalizing what he is saying? Am I literally personalizing this? You may be perceiving what he's experiencing as criticism. How many of you do that? 
You perceive it as some form of criticism. Well, he's complaining because of something I did. He's complaining because of food he ate that I made. Or he's complaining because I just... I just didn't cook the food right, or I just don't look good, or because I've gained all of this weight, right? And so when when somebody has that negative mindset, we can feel as if it's our partner complaining about how how we did miss the mark or how we weren't even close, right? The thing is, that's not really the case. Their current attitude has nothing to do with you. Again, their current attitude has nothing to do with you. They might not even be aware that they're being mean or this critical, right? I learned a long time ago, especially when um, Willie was getting out of the Marine Corps, there was this this state of um, fear. I, I didn't know it was fear, but I just knew like, I felt like I was being picked on, if I'm being quite frankly honest. I totally felt like I was being picked on. I'm like, dude, what the hell? Like everything I was doing, it was like, I don't know. It it just felt like I was being made fun of and then I was being made fun of by my own husband. And like I said, this was during the time that he was getting out of the Marine Corps. He was transitioning out and going into a new career. And... I felt as if it was me. I felt as if it was something I was doing. And I remember being really, really agitated by it and even distancing myself from him. Like I didn't want to be around him and I didn't want to be around him because I didn't want to hear what he had to say. I didn't want to hear what he had to say. I didn't want like any of those snide remarks. I didn't want any of the looks. Like it was just like, what the hell is going on? And then I noticed, I noticed there was a change in attitude, right? And that change in attitude, I started to go ahead and think, huh, what is this? Then I started thinking about, like, right now, as I'm saying that, I started to think about, like, some of my friends and when they've been in this negative mindset. And, again, it appears as if they're criticizing me or, even worse, they're talking so much shit about other people. And it really has to do with us being in a negative state with ourselves, but it comes across as criticism. It comes across as being judgmental to other people, right? What I realized was this isn't mine. This isn't mine at all. So another thing that I would ask is if I am personalizing this, what insecurities are coming up for me, right? And why am I perceiving this as criticism? And so once you're able to identify what those issues or what those insecurities are, you'll realize that those are insecurities you have, but they're being triggered by maybe some form of behavior that's not yours. And so I really want you to pay attention to that and I want you to be mindful of it. The next step, and this one's a really, really big one. Grab the pen and paper because it's important you write this down. Live your life. What things do you want to do with your life? What things excite you? Remember, and I've said this before, you can't change him. You can't change him. You can't encourage him to be positive, especially if he's struggling. That's the work he has to do on his own. Do not drink his poison. Remember, 
His path is different from yours. And although you guys are probably going in the same direction, his path might look a little different because of whatever issues, whatever insecurities he might be struggling with, right? So if we're able to go ahead and pursue the life we want to live and we keep on that track, our partners will join us. I promise you, your partner will join you, but it requires you to stay on that track. Otherwise, what's going to happen is that R word, resentment. You're going to feel like it's unfair that you're putting your life on hold in an attempt to wait for him to thrive. And mama, I'm here to tell you that is going to build up so much resentment because you're going to be waiting for somebody that might not be willing to go ahead and endure change just yet. And so find out what things you absolutely love to do. What are your hobbies? You want to go for a hike? He doesn't want to go with you? That's all right. Go anyway. Go anyway. Take the kids if you want to take the kids. But I want you to continue living your life. Is this cause for a divorce? No. I'm going to tell you right now, This is if you guys come in to my office and say, you know what? My husband asked me for a divorce because I went for a hike. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right, right now. I'm going to say, um, what's underneath that? What insecurities are underneath that? Because if you're telling me you asked for a divorce because your wife went on a hike, I want to know what's underneath that, that surface, right? Because I'm going to tell you right now, in my experience, men that struggle with this, this problem, it is because they don't know how to fix it. And so they shut down. And when men don't know how to fix things, they avoid. They avoid at all costs. And once they see their partner pursuing life and pursuing their dreams, yeah, they might be hesitant to go ahead and jump on board, but I'm going to tell you what, they will. They absolutely will. And if your husband's asking for a divorce because you decided to go on a hike, mama, then we're looking at a very unhealthy relationship. That's more than just a negative mindset. So much more. Here's another step that I'd like to go ahead and introduce you to. Step five, there might be possible mental illness. So it is very important that he seeks professional help. Remember, he has to be the one willing to go ahead and get help. If you were to go ahead and go online, and you could go online at psychologytoday.com. Let me, let me, let me fix that. Let me, let me rewind a little bit. He can go online and he can ask, he can find a therapist on psychologytoday.com, right? If he's in California, you can definitely go to, um, you can come and visit us, www.outsidethenormcounseling.com. And we will do a full on assessment, find out what's going on and help him. But hear me when I say this, if he is struggling with just this constant negative mindset, he might be struggling with depression. And it is very, very important that we allow him to take this step. I know you are going to be so, I know you're going to be so ready to go ahead and make this appointment because you're so ready for this to be over and you're so ready to get your husband back. But I'm going to tell you what, mama, if you do the work in getting him a therapist, more than likely he's not going to be doing the work when it's time for his therapy appointment. And I'm here to tell you, as a therapist, I cannot work harder than my client. I will not work harder than my client. And so I'm going to go back to, you can definitely mention it to him 
ask him if there's anybody in his house, anybody in his, in his, um, you know, anybody in his house. Oh my goodness. You guys are in his house. Anyone in his family that struggles with depression, anyone in his family who struggle with anxiety. I had a guy that I was interviewing the other day for a position at our private practice. And one thing that was in, really interesting when we were um, going through the interview and I was asking him questions is he admitted that he had struggled early on in his career with high functioning anxiety. He's like, I didn't even know that was a thing. I realized that I was avoiding everything. Didn't know I was avoiding though. I thought I was just getting things done. And so this is a tricky, this, this is a tricky situation because again, you're going to want to help him. You're going to see that, oh my goodness, I really, really want to help my partner. And it's, I'm seeing that it's, you know, impacting the kids. Why not just schedule that appointment? Again, it is very, very important. You allow him. You can provide him with the resources, right? You can provide him with what questions to ask a therapist. You know, and you're going to want to know if a question to ask your therapist is, do you specialize in anxiety? Do you specialize in depression? Do you specialize in maybe negative mindset? And another thing is, do you feel like this therapist is relatable? Do you feel like they understand you or do you feel like you're being judged by them too? If they're not warm, like if you don't get that the warm and fuzzies, move on. Again, you can go on Psychology Today, enter your zip code, see if the therapist accepts your insurance or not, or read their bios. That's the biggest thing. Have him read their bios so he picks a therapist that best fits his needs. Another thing I want you still on step five, another thing I want you to consider, especially when your partner is so negative. I heard, I think it was like a commercial or something. I think Oprah was like promoting her book. And while she was promoting her book, one thing she said over and over again is, I stopped asking people, what's wrong with you? And I started asking them, what happened to you? And it was like, oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. Remember, people that are stuck in this negative mindset can be struggling. More than likely, they are struggling. And it's not that they want to be this way for the rest of their lives. Nobody wants to be this way for the rest of their lives. However, they might not know any other way to be. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've had several couples come in and several wives tell me, you know what, no matter what I do, no matter what I say, my husband's just in this constant negative mindset. And it's just it's just, kind, he's kind of like this Debbie Downer all of the time. We can't go anywhere. We can't go to the amusement parks. We can't take our kids to eat because he's always criticizing and judging people. It's gotten to the point where we really can't celebrate anything because he has something to say about everything. If I compliment somebody, he automatically meets it with some level of criticism. If I'm feeling excited for the day, he automatically comes up with some comment to just ruin it. And so I just found that we don't do any of it. And while I was working with a couple, I ended up asking him, what is that like to be perceived as the negative person, as the negative husband, as the Debbie Downer? And his reply was shocking. His reply was, I had no clue that my wife perceived me this way. I had no clue 
Had I known, I would have done something about it. But whenever she would say, why do you complain so much? I thought she was criticizing me. And so I took it as personal criticism. I took it as if my wife was constantly judging me. What's more is his wife and his mom are very much similar. Very, very much similar. So this man was struggling with just automatically pointing negative things in his life because he didn't want he didn't want them to be picked at. And what we found was as a kid, he was not celebrated. As a kid, he did not have anybody cheering him on. He did not have that support. He got straight A's and his dad looked at why did he miss school one day? He ended up getting, um, I remember he ended up getting team award, right? When he was playing football, he ended up getting a team award. And his dad was like, really? It took you this long to get it? Why didn't you get it early on in the season? Well, that's not what your teammate did. Your teammate actually not only got, you know, teammate of the week or whatever it was, but he also got this and he also got the football. You didn't get it. And so this man was constantly, constantly ridiculed everything. He felt as if he was under this microscope because in his life, he had endured a great amount of judgment. His wife had no clue. She had absolutely no clue that he had experienced that. So what was happening was he was automatically triggered. He was automatically triggered with his wife. And it was only because those were past pains that were not yet healed. And so through our work together, we were able to help him identify, identify, you know, what were his, what were things that he wanted to celebrate? What were some of his goals that he actually achieved and how can we celebrate them now? And if we have a better outlook of life, if we're able to be in the moment and truly participate in the moment, what would that feel like? What would it feel like to no longer worry about being judged or ridiculed? What would it feel like to feel loved? What would it feel like to be understood? I swear to you, it was kind of like this complete shift, this complete shift in life. And one thing that I absolutely loved about that couple, I'm not giving you guys all of the information because I don't want um, for them to be identified. But one thing I absolutely loved about that couple is When they originally started, they were in a place where they were like both sitting on opposite, opposite ends of my couch and just kind of watching them develop this better understanding of each other, develop this better understanding of where this all started, like where this took place. It was like this huge light bulb moment and they were no longer looking at each other as the enemy. Instead, they realized This is how we were brought up. And so his triggers, whenever he would act that way, whenever he would behave negatively, the wife would automatically shut down and she slowly became more and more insecure. And that's really how it impacted their life. And I see it impacting several people's lives like this. You start to, like I said earlier, you start to lose sight of who you are. You start to lose that identity trying to compromise you know, yourself to meet your partner's needs. So they're not feeling so negative. But the beautiful thing is they were both able to talk about like the expectations they had experienced as a child. And they were able to open up about like feeling undervalued and never being seen. 
And it was just so beautiful to watch them have these conversations and provide each other with empathy and validation, right? But we really had to bring it back. We really had to bring it back to where it started. And once we were able to bring it back to where it started, they were able to give each other grace. And so I'm here to tell you, it's not the end. If your husband is this negative person, right? There's more things going on. And it is really, really important. You go through these steps to really hone in on what it is. Again, we're not doing this to fix him. We're doing it to understand. And so ladies, I'm going to end this with this. I would personally like to invite you to a workshop that I'm hosting. And I will be hosting that workshop next week on February 9th. And it is called how to reconnect with your partner. And I'm really, really excited. I'm really, really excited about this workshop. Here's why. Because we go through one of my favorite modules in my course, in the Reignite Your Marriage by Reclaiming Your Identity course. We cover we cover two, about an hour and a half worth of that module. And we cover so much more, but we cover an hour and a half. And what it entails is how to get your needs met, how to reconnect when you feel disconnected, how to build appreciation and respect, how to set and respect boundaries. In addition to that, what we're covering is how is our past showing up in our relationship? And I'm here to tell you, it happens with every single couple that I meet with. Their past is giving them this false positive, these false red flags. And so what people are doing, what couples are doing, what women and men are doing is they're putting up these barriers between each other for fear of getting hurt. And that is building disconnection. In addition to that, it is also building a great amount of resentment. And slowly I've watched couples, right? Once that has happened, I've watched these couples come into my office completely defeated, completely overwhelmed, completely feeling disconnected. I'm here to tell you that doesn't have to happen for you. Valentine's Day is literally just around the corner. And so we do not want you to spend this Valentine's Day disappointed, on your own, full of regret. So I want to personally invite you to join me. I want you to join me for this two-hour workshop. In that two-hour workshop, not only will you get a PDF guide, so that guide is going to be a workbook. Not only will you get a workbook, but you will also be provided with simple and effective steps that changed, changed ladies, changed relationship, changed marriage. As a marriage and family therapist, I get so excited, so, so excited to go ahead and introduce this to you because I know this Simple strategy works. I know it does. I've been practicing for eight plus years and I'm super excited because I can't wait to see you there. So if you are ready, go to empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash workshop. Empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash workshop. I am only providing a strict number of seats. So ladies, Do not wait. Do not allow somebody else to take your seat. Make sure you go to empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash workshop and reserve your seat. Until next time. Bye. 
Many women lose their own identity in the shadow of being a mom and a wife. We are a community of women who support each other. We leave perfectionism behind to become empowered and unapologetic. I want to personally invite you to join our girl gang. It's a free Facebook community for women just like you. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash empowered and unapologetic. See you there. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind Podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind Podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But 
what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find free Freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.